0: In this episode, my dad just died. So there we go. That's what we're going to talk about. I'm going to have Kirsten here to help me process shit. And uh, yeah, stay tuned. Hello there and welcome to this episode of the Latter Day Lesbian Podcast. Podcast about an ex-Mormon gay girl just trying to figure out her fucking life. <laughs> did I get it right that time? I think I did. Yeah, Was it pretty you good?
1: added fucking and I liked oh, it. It's okay. powerful.
0: Well, I'm Shelly and I have my co-host Kirsten. I'm Kirsten. Mm-hmm. We'll be doing lots of random whoever co-hosts as I figure this shit out. We're like at the end of January right now. If this episode comes out before the Christmas episode does, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Did you record the Christmas? What? Sorry. I haven't recorded my part, which is literally five minutes worth of stuff that I need to record. I have everything else done from Fanny Fact Check and Bryce Blankenagle. Oh, it's edited and everything. Oh, oh, I just oh, have oh. been so out of my mind busy. So those of you who are listening to this, if you're like, yeah, we haven't hit Christmas yet. I've
1: been a little busy. Okay. <laughs> it turns out. Turns out what people if you be do, dying. What, well, mm-hmm. I know. What if you do Christmas in July? We could. because they've have you ever heard of that? Yes. Christmas in July. Mm-hmm. Um, I love to go to karaoke. <sighs> and do Christmas songs and do in July. Christmas in July. Oh my I'm gosh. like Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. <laughs> and I make people sing with me. I'm like, sing it. Sing Out it a shiny. Oh my nose. gosh.
0: Like a light bulb. <laughs> and
1: if you okay.
0: <laughs> Speaking of karaoke, um, I have become a bit of a karaoke junkie since my um uh, I guess, break up with Mary and being single for a while and going out. And I have realized that I, um I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a performer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she's not stage shy. She's, no. she's all about it.
0: But I have definitely got to the point where I know I'm going to suck ass at the song but I don't care and I will make fun of myself as I sing and then I'll get the crowd involved and make fun of them as they sing and be like, well, at least I'm not as bad as that guy.
1: (laughs) Nice dude. See, you should be a karaoke host.
0: Oh my gosh. Um,
1: What do you like to sing? Mm, Just about anything.
0: My more recent ones, I love me some careless whisper by wham. Mm -hmm. Yes. What's the, what's the other wham song that I love? Everything she wants. How's that one go? Everything she wants is everything she needs. I'm trying to get to the chorus. I don't remember.
1: Mm. Yes,
0: that's the one. That's the one. And there's always there's the part in the song where I need to point at someone and say, and now you tell me that you're having my baby. I'll tell you that I'm happy if you want me to. And it's always some white dude, like, wait, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you're the one who rolled up in this lesbian karaoke night. Yeah. So
1: yeah. <laughs> Oh, and that's a good point. It's been, I think, one of the reasons why this has been a new cute thing for you.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Is that You were doing lesbian meetup groups and there was like lesbian karaoke. Who doesn't want to do that? I
0: always want to do that. I do too. It's so much fun. I wish we lived closer together because I will do... I don't care. I'm to the point... I'm the point in my life where I'm gonna... I'm damn near 50 and I just don't care. I just want to be happy. I just want people around me to be happy. And if people don't like the way I'm singing, get over it. If you don't like... Um, straight, I don't know why I keep saying white. I'm just imagining, there was this, last time I was doing karaoke, and believe me, Okay, so I am white, so I can be racist against white against white people. Is that how it works? Yeah. Okay, thanks. Um, <laughs> doing karaoke, and this group of white people come in, and they look like they just came from like an award ceremony for something really fancy. Oh, and, okay. and I've been drinking, and they look very boring and very just kind of stuffy. And so, of course, the first thing I think is like, I need to sing "Push It" by Salt and Peppa. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all over on these like like green sort of suede couches. I was sitting next to all of the boyfriends there and making them sing along and they didn't know the words because they were I don't know maybe mid 20s and not cool enough like my kids are to oh, know yeah. the words. The children, you were singing, the children, you were singing with yeah, the children. Yeah. <laughs> and so when I was about to say push oh, it good I would like Tell the guy next to me, like, it's gonna say, Push it good. And he push goes, it real good. Yeah, push on, it real dude. good. I got them to sing along. It nice. was.
1: Could that, they sing in tempo? Were they doing it? No, but they did it. It was horrible, <laughs> but I was so it, proud man. of
0: them. They're like, uh, Push it good, <laughs>
1: <laughs> ma'am. <laughs> They're all, this lesbian is telling us what to do. We got to do it. I. She's probably old enough to be
0: my grandma. If she says push it <laughs> good, I'm going to have to push it good. You
1: actually are old enough to be their grandma. Almost. If they're in their
0: 20s. No, I could be their mom.
1: Well, no. if I'm almost
0: 50, that's true. In another, in another world.
1: No. Could you? Well, here's the thing. Well, my friend no. Ben went to his high school reunion. I think it was like 20, 20th high school reunion. And some of his <laughs> friends were like, like his age, our age. Ben and I are the same age, born in nineteen seventy six. Mm-hmm. He's like some of my friends have grandchildren. Yeah, some of mine do too. But the grandchildren
0: aren't twenty four years old at a oh, karaoke no. club. But no. oh yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: Sorry, math. Oh, oh, oh. math. Mm, I tell you, no, I could be. I mean, Lincoln, could be their mom.
0: Yeah, Lincoln is twenty four. My oldest. He could have easily had a few kids by now if he'd gone to my high school. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Things were getting hot up in there. Yeah,
0: Woo. Speaking of, that's another song I sing. It's getting, <laughs> getting hot in, in here. here. Yeah. So take, take off all your clothes. I am getting so hot. I always get like a girl in the crowd to sing the high note. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Because I can't. Yeah. So hot in here. That's one I always do. I um, recently started doing It Takes Two by uh, Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock because I know those were, you know that one? Mm-mm. It's good.
1: I know It Takes Two from Into the Woods. That's not the one. By Stephen Sondheim.
0: No, I don't know that one.
1: <laughs> it Takes mine. Two. You thought one was enough. Okay, listen. I'm a musical <laughs> okay, theater here's asshole. Ki-
0: go. Here's Kirsten's okay. It Takes Two. Go, and then I'll do mine.
1: Okay. It Takes Two. We thought one was enough. It's not true. It takes two of us. It takes care. Okay, I, I, that's about all I'm going to do. That was yours? I loved it. Do you want to hear my It Takes Two? I do.
0: I want to rock right now. I'm Rob Bass and I came to get down. I'm not internationally known, but I'm known to rock the microphone because I get stupid. I mean, outrageous. Stay away from me if you're contagious. That's my Stay away from me if you're contagious. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just want to sing that. (laughs) No, girl, listen. When Mm. I was doing Sondheim, it was like... You know, if you're a nerd like me, you're like, "Oh, I know this one." When you sang that little ditty, mm-hmm. it made my shoulders move, and I, all of a sudden, I was like jamming, yeah, rocking back and forth in the chair. Yes, yeah, it, it's I, the one that goes, "It takes two to make a thing go right," and in the oh. back on, mm, ha, mm, it, takes, huh. it takes two to, to make, make it a add out of, of sight. sight.
0: That's the one. But it's the rappy part that I like to do for the fans. <laughs>
1: I have one rap that I like. What? Um, Gangster's Paradise. That's a good one. Let's see. It goes. I want to say,
0: you know, with Michelle Pfeiffer, but she's actually in the rap. She's in the movie where the song... Anyway, sorry. Uh,
1: uh, okay. <laughs> what movie? Okay. We're going down a rabbit hole. Okay. Yep. But I like to do this one. And I couldn't be whiter. <laughs> Ask <laughs> Shelly how many freckles she's I pretty have. pretty white. per <laughs> inch. not going to lie. <laughs> You're so white, your hair's red. I know. <laughs> it's the only contrast I have. <laughs> um... <laughs> So I go like this. I go, you better watch how you're walking and how you're talking. Or you and your homies might be lined in chalk, but I ain't never killed a man that didn't deserve it to be treated like a fool. You know what's unheard of. Or I didn't ever treat him. I never hit a man. I don't know. It's something violent. I just want to point out that (laughs) Kirsten
0: grabbed her crotch as she was singing those lyrics. You did. did You totally did.
1: Yes, you did. (laughs) I am five shades of red right now. Oh my god, I can't my crotch. Why
0: don't we do video and not just audio cuz this is phenomenal.
1: We should do like a YouTube.
0: I'm so sorry you had to see that, Shelley. I had a great time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Boom. Okay, wow. so
0: that was some good comedy that has been very needed because as I said in the beginning, my dad just died. Yeah. This is <laughs> this, this a little delirious with... Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, she, Anywho, she hasn't slept in a minute. Oh,
0: God. I haven't Hell. slept in a long time. It's been... It's been long. hmm mm-hmm. So, anyway, now that we got our, our laughter out of the way... Um, well, and
1: I don't know that I'm going to get my laughter out of the way because I was... I laughed through everything. I was smoking weed earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to come clean to y'all, audience. Listen. Mm-hmm. I have a medical cannabis card, so put your judgment... <laughs>
0: up your ass where it deserves to be there you go
1: i don't know whatever i, f- I have fun
0: it's all i good. like to party i love it it's
1: fine Lottie dotty
0: i likes to potty it's another song i'll do
1: okay mm-hmm. okay slick,
0: slick rick we From must we must mm-hmm. do
1: karaoke together this would mm-hmm. be great if this whole podcasting
0: thing like ends up not working out after all i let's, mean we're gonna go into rap okay <laughs>
1: And we're going to light a dumpster on fire. Yes. Together as friends. We'll hold hands. Yes. We'll pour kerosene into the dumpster. We'll light it on fire. And then we will be like, cool. And -hmm. then we'll go to Olive Garden.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're picking up the tab. And I'm getting bottomless (laughs) somethings. Drinks. (laughs) Drinks. God, Kirsten. So now we're going
1: to a bar with strippers. Yes. No, I've never been. Have you? To a strip club? Yeah. No, I haven't. I haven't either.
0: But I almost had my boss take me to one when we were in Vegas last time. And because I had never been, I'm like, oh, that sounds fun. And so I was looking, um, I was on the interwebs and I was looking up strip clubs in the area and reading about them. And it just, it creeped me out because it literally felt like I was reading about how to behave at a livestock auction because what? it was like oh if you want to attract if there's a certain girl that you want to attract to your table say this do this you know, like how to pick the one it just came across as uh-huh. creepy and this is nothing against the strip, strip, strippers hey, dog dancers whatever no, if that's your choice it's what you want to do even if you're a sex worker fuck yeah, yeah. man as, as long as what it. you've decided you want to do I don't give a shit just for me it felt a little weird okay anyway so, sh- <laughs> so, stri- <laughs> so strippers so strippers and my dad died <laughs> so should we bring it back around okay so here here is what has just got down my uncle this is my mom's youngest sister's husband 69 years old always had uh trouble with his lungs has some lung shit like an actual sickness i can't think of the name of it where he would have to take blood thinners like heavy duty blood thinners he's been on blood thinners for like 10 years long time anyway Couple of weeks ago, he had was having some pain. Um, went into the hospital. Turns out he had blood clots, and they couldn't save him, and he died, passed away. Super sad. Very, didn't see it coming. That's I mean, young
1: he's, too. Yes,
0: not even seventy. And I, the last time I saw him was at my mom's funeral back in August. If you all remember, she passed passed away in August. And so it's kind of trippy to be like, dude, I was just like I just, talking to him, and yeah. he was not sick at all. He was my uncle Galen. Like he just, there was no cause for concern. His funeral was yesterday. By the way, I'm in Utah right now. Did we say that already? I'm again with Kirsten at her house recording a podcast episode.
1: We did not say that.
0: Now people know what's up. I'm in Utah. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry if we confused everyone. So I had a plane ticket to come out this past Wednesday. For the Saturday funeral, so I could spend some time with uh, Kirsten and then spend some time with my brothers. Uh, but then on Monday, I uh, got a message from my brother Mike, who happened to be in Utah visiting my dad, and he said, "I'm with Dad. Hospice nurses here. Things are not looking good." I was asking Mike, and okay, for those of you who are brand new to the podcast, first of all, you might want to start at episode one to get the whole <laughs> shebang. If you don't feel like it, and this is your very first episode. I, my oldest brother's David. He's an asshole. Then there's Mike, who is awesome. There's Mark, who is awesome. And then there's me. And... Who is awesome. Thank you. (laughs) So Mike was the one who was out here. And he was the one who said, yeah, hospice nurse is saying things aren't looking good. Mm -hmm. So Mark and Mike and I all talked and were like, Mike, well, what do you think? Is he going to last until the funeral? What? I mean, should we come out sooner? So Mike said... I don't know, but it doesn't look good. And I was like, okay, I'm buying a ticket right now. That was Monday morning when we had the conversation. So I changed my airline ticket to instead of Wednesday to come out on Monday. Hopped on a plane, came out, went straight to my dad's apartment. He was living in a, and he'd been moved to the memory care unit. Saw him. Uh, he, he just was kind of just comatose, I guess, like non-responsive. But he was also hopped up on some morphine because he had been in pain. Was um, he
1: opening his eyes at all?
0: No, not at all. Okay. Just laying there like with his head to this side and just deep breaths. And so I sat there with him and I talked to him. Mike decided he was going to stay the night there just on the floor with my dad so he could call oh, us if something happens. Yeah. My, Mike and Mark are amazing. Can I just say? Yeah they almost make up for how shitty David is. They, they are <laughs> such a good, like, caring shirt off their back Yeah, for you, you mm-hmm. know? Mike stayed there. Mark and I went to my Aunt Beverly's house. Uh, the next morning, my dad was still the same condition. We went over there and we just spent the day just sitting there with my dad and telling stories and laughing and talking and just, you know, cutting up like we do. And I would go and sit by my dad and hold his hand and kind of talk to him. But he just was uh, just deep breathing and Mm -hmm. nothing else. Mm -hmm. And I have, by the way, trigger warning. I'm going to talk about how it was like to watch my dad die.
1: I was just thinking about that, too. I was just thinking, like, because I watched several of my grandparents pass and one of them was rough i mean it went on for weeks it was tough and i don't know but yeah trigger warning for sure trigger warning for sure
0: yeah i'm just thinking if you don't want to if you don't want to hear about it then fast forward or just listen with someone but yeah i'm going to talk about what it was like let's talk about it right now then right now yes uh so the hospice nurse was kind of coming in and out and checking his vitals and checking his uh blood oxygen, whatever it's called. And it was like in the low eighties, which is not good. Um, and it was interesting f- for me because my brother, Mike is a doctor. And so he would talk with, uh, the hospice lady, nurse, whatever, about like physically what was going on, which made it kind of, for me, I guess was maybe like a nice distraction maybe. So it was, it was, like, for example, I learned that as your body slows down, um, your organs are trying to keep your brain and your heart alive, you know, so that it'll stop sending so much blood to your extremities. Mm-hmm. And so my dad's feet got cold and his hands got cold. And then he'd start to get like kind of gray in his extremities because they're not getting the oxygen and the blood that brings it. And this is all stuff that I didn't know. And again, um, I don't know, it was kind of this balance of like, Wow, that's really interesting. How your body works. How your body, there's a there's a process that that your body has to go through to like kind of kind of cross the finish line. You know, you know what I mean. I mean, sure, some people have like a stroke or their heart stops or whatever it is, but this sort of slow shutdown of the body and just watching it happen was surreal. Even I would say, just kind of, I've never been there before. Kind you know? of
1: interesting too, how with your brother talking with the hospice nurse how it kind of makes it more clinical and more information. And I don't know about you, but I find information, even if it's like really a lot of information, like right. it's hard information. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I just find it soothing. I want to know what's going on. Yes. And and to have it be more clinical, here's the body, here's what the body is going to do, here's what you can expect. Right. All of that kind of thing. Like I want to know and uh, yeah, I can see. This is the
0: dying process. This is what the heart is doing. This is what the, yeah, it was mm-hmm. like having that more clinical part to it, I think was a bit of a distraction for me, which was good. And also, you know, my relationship with my mom and my relationship with my dad were were very different. And I know that my dad has been miserable since my mom passed. So there was also the the part of me... It's an interesting thing, okay? So as my dad is breathing, the hospice nurse is saying he's, he was having regular breathing in, out, deep breath, like the, like the body's trying to get the air that it needs to, to stay working. And once in a while it would pause for like three seconds between the next breath. And when that would happen, my brothers and I would stop what we're doing and turn and look like, holy shit, is that it? Did dad just die? And it's like, he's pausing, we're holding our breath. And then when he goes, oh, takes another breath, it's like this weird mix of phew, dad didn't just die. And like, shit, dad didn't just die. Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. So many emotions of, I don't want my dad to die, and I want my dad to die.
1: Yeah, well, he needs to. Yes, exactly. He needed to. Yeah, ugh. Dude, same with my grandpa. That was the hardest one to watch because it was colon cancer, and it was down Ooh. to the you know, down to morphine under his tongue. Yeah. He was basically, I mean, not in a coma with oxygen. He was just kind of, he was on his way out. And then he got to this place because he had polio. Mm. His leg was swollen. And so his body was living off of the water retention in his leg. And it took him so much longer to die than it does the average person. It was really, really hard. Wow. And I would, and of course I saw him every day for hours. Mm-hmm. And every time I would leave, I would say goodbye. Thinking that was it. Thinking that was it. And mm-hmm. then he was alive the next day. And then I don't know. Okay. Again, trigger warning. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Have you ever heard of the death rattle? Yes. I learned about it with my dad. Uh-huh. Yeah. Did he have that? Yes. Okay. I'm sorry, honey. It wasn't really bad, but yeah, uh-huh. it was there. I'm yeah. sorry. But you yeah. can talk about it with your... Yeah, the death rattle was really, you know, I was young. I was mm-hmm. just a kid and I was learning all of this along with my dad, um, whose dad it was, and my mother. And we were just learning about the stages of death and it, And the hospice nurse, he was actually in this room. He actually died in this room. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. And um, The room
0: that I'll be sleeping in tonight. Cool.
1: Uh, no. <laughs> hey, I'm listen. kidding. It's fine. <laughs> grandpa, grandpa Morgan will...
0: I want him hanging out.
1: Fuck yeah, you Hell do. Hell yeah.
0: Right on. Bring it. I mean, don't tell anybody
1: else, but he was my favorite grandpa. Oh, I love And it. I was his favorite grandchild. Aww. He's the best. Mm. Anyway, yeah. And also, I've done a lot of staging. If you care about that, woo-woo shit. I do. But <laughs> I do too. <laughs> and so anyway, yeah, it was scary and there was something about just knowing, understanding what this is. Mm-hmm. The process was, when you, when you get to the end like that, you're, it is kind of um, mercy, like mm-hmm. a bittersweet feeling where you're like, this person can't even breathe through their phlegm, mm. and there's a rattle.
0: My dad wasn't that bad, by the way. Oh, go good. Yeah. I'm so glad.
1: Yeah. I'm so glad. My, dad, my grandpa was like that for... Probably like five days. Oof,
0: I'm it was sorry. horrible. Grandpa Morgan, I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. But his stubborn ass finally gave up. There you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it was a relief, but it's never okay. It just sucks. It,
0: it is such a weird... Mm-hmm. So when my mom passed, it was a similar situation when all of a sudden hospice was like, uh, your mom it, took a nosedive and I flew out, got to see her, got to talk to her. Um, not, she didn't talk back. She was already, you know, kind of. She
1: was in a similar. Yes. Okay. But then
0: she died in the middle of the night when no one was there. So it was, we got the phone call, Uh your mom passed and we went over, um, in the morning. But with my dad, again, we're all sitting around and talking and laughing like two brothers and a sister would do. And the hospice nurse would pop in once in a while and check his vitals. And, um, she again pointed out how like, well, his hands are cold. That's because things are shutting down and the body's. Instinct is to stay alive, so it's gonna pump the blood to the heart and to the brain because that's what you have to have mm-hmm. and then the, there's like a discoloration of the skin that happens because it's not getting enough oxygen, and so she was showing that, and when she would come in she'd check she'd show like oh, see now it's discolored um this many it's moved this many inches toward his his uh the center of his body like that's oh, what's not really good. wow yeah, that's terrific that. That yeah, is,
1: that is really. I think that's so helpful. It it really was because it was
0: almost like it was helping us see the timeline, you know, because mm-hmm. I can imagine sitting there wondering how long is dad going to be suffering like this? But to see a timeline, yeah, I guess it was, it was. It was a good distraction. It was helpful. And it was almost like you could prepare because then you're going, okay, we're getting really, really close now. Yeah. Um, and she would tell us what to watch out for. You know, if this certain thing changes, then we're, we're right there at the end,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: um which was were, what what happened was is he had this normal deep breathing, which is which was pretty much the same for quite a few hours, but then he would have where he would pause between breaths and we would all panic and have that weird emotion of, "Oh, please don't die, please don't die." and then like, "Oh crap, he didn't die. Yes, yeah. now he's still suffering, and we're still here, and it's you know. And so that became more frequent where there was more frequent pauses. And then she said there will be likely just a a noticeable change in the way that he's breathing. It was probably another hour of him doing his, you know what's, I'm sorry, I'm like, this was only a few days ago. Today's Sunday, by the way, and it was a Tuesday when he passed. Uh huh. There were a lot of times where Mark and Mike and I were just sitting there in silence. And you, it became the, the the. rhythmic breathing of my dad, mm-hmm. where it just became part of the experience, you know? And so then when that would get interrupted by him pausing, it like woke everyone up. Yeah. Not that we were asleep, but just like, what? And turn and look at dad. And then when he would start breathing again, you just kind of settle back into that rhythmic breathing, it was, um, I wish I had a better word for it. Just, a, you know, I love the word thing. It was just a thing, an experience of whatever you want to call it. Uh, anyway, so... Around three thirty, three forty-five, three forty-five, probably actually. All of a sudden, his breathing changed, Hmm. and it was like the the rhythm was gone. There wasn't that rhythm anymore. It was like shallow, shallow, pause, deep breath, long pause, deep breath, shallow, shallow. Like there was no rhythm anymore, and we're like, oh, guys, 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 you know, like something, something's happening here. My brother went out in the hall, found the hospice nurse. She came in and she's like, yeah, it's this is the end. And so I went up and stood up by my dad, up at, by his head. And I just like caressed his arm and told him I loved him and told him like, you're good. You can go, mm-hmm. go, go be with mom. And honestly, and, and I know I might catch some flack on this because I know my mom and dad had a relationship and parts of it I didn't love because my dad was very controlling very patriarchal my mom kind of did what he said and at the end she kind of didn't want to do what he said and he they fought a lot as their dementia hit but something in me and I don't know what happens after you die Mm -hmm. but something in me wanted them to be reunited yeah because even in the end, for my mom, when she was crazy and my dad drove her crazy, it it became where she, he was the only one that she wanted with her. Um, and they were married, God, 56 years? God, longer than that, actually. Huh. A lot of years. Was their marriage perfect? No, of course not. But they they were who they knew. So, And I know my dad adored my mom, even though he could be controlling sometimes. And I know my mom adored my dad. And... I, I stood there uh, there with my dad and and was just, you know, kind of caressing his arm and saying, it's okay, dad, we, we've got this. We're good. Mm-hmm. We're going to make sure everything ha- happens the way it needs to happen. Because I think a lot of my dad's stubbornness was no one can take care of things the way I can take care of things. He's kind of a control freak. And I just felt like he needed to be reassured that
1: we got it. We got it. Mm-hmm. We will take care of everything. Here's a question yeah, real quick. Shit. Of course. Why would you catch flack f- for what you just said? I I
0: posted on social media about my dad passing or that he was with my mom now, and someone had posted. I don't even know who it was. I don't know if it was a friend. I don't even remember. Everything's just kind of a blur. But basically, saying something to effect the effect that it's like a, a a bad belief or something that wasn't said in such a mean way, but the intent was that. Just because people were married doesn't mean that someone has to stay in, a, in an abusive relationship, right? Don't assume that they're together forever. And it wasn't said in a mean way like that. But it made me think, like, because I know I've talked a lot of shit about my parents' marriage because there was a lot of shit, you know? Well, you're just talking. That's true.
1: Um, and also, where does that person live? I'm just
0: kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'll look up the name. It's probably like a good friend of mine. Sorry, whoever How about you were. you shut
1: the fuck up? Yeah. Shelly's dad the fuck up. just died. Yeah, shut the fuck up. Bitch. Yeah. I don't remember who it was. I don't know. Sorry. I know some people don't like the word bitch. I might catch some flack for that. But Shut up, bitch. Shut screen. up. <laughs> I also use it as a term of endearment. Of course. All my bitches.
0: All my bitches. Oh, I have a funny story, but we'll get okay. to that in a minute. Yeah. Okay. Um, but whoever said that, I know you didn't mean anything bad about it. I, I, I do. I get it. I don't I don't even remember who it was. I'm not like... I Just hate check you yourself. Said. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Kirsten's a little protective of me. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, But whatever, it's fine. But that's what made me say that. Then you could tell that as my dad was taking breaths, um, his lungs weren't filling anymore. So it was like the body was going through the motions of breathing, but it wasn't breathing. And he did that maybe four times and then no more breath.
1: Oh my God, dude. It was wow, so surreal. Yeah, he
0: never struggled. He never. There was nothing. He from the time that I got into town and saw him, he didn't move at all. Not his head, not his legs. Really, nothing. He just was waiting for the body to to completely run out. Probably the last two hours before his died. The hospice nurse, you know, checking him and doing things, and mm-hmm. she's like he's basically only breathing now because his stem is saying we have to breathe. Like he's he's gone. And it makes me wonder, cause I do believe that we have some kind of a, a soul, a spirit, a something, an energy in us. And so I was kind of having the conversation with my brothers, um, Mark and Mike, they're both still very Mormon. Um, and the conversation was like, is dad, You know, and I think of that like his energy or his soul, and my brothers, of course, like his spirit because they're very Mormon. Mm. Is he even still in the body or is he done? We have no idea. No, we don't. Not a clue. Try to prove it. Yeah, exactly. Right? And and, and the hospice (laughs) nurse Go down that
1: rabbit hole. I know. Let's have a conversation
0: about that. Uh Well, in in First Helaman chapter, whatever. Oh, my. (laughs) All the Nebermos are like, who the fuck is Helaman? Well, Read the Book of Mormon and you'd know. He had an
1: army. It's fine. It's true. <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> Did he have the strippy,
0: the stripling
1: warriors? Oh, there's are so Or is that hot. Alma? I, I don't know. know.
0: I don't care. Yeah, a little sidebar.
1: Those guys. Yeah. Anyway.
0: <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Those armies. I know. With their shirts off in the pictures. Oh. Well, <laughs> Which there I we go. could
1: go off on that <laughs> another time. It's a
0: whole other I actually am going to take
1: a note about Do that. Do it.
0: So the hospice nurse, very Mormon, I could tell, and she, cute, cute. She was there for when my mom died too. So she's, uh, Carol's her name. If anyone ever has someone who needs to die, call Carol. Carol is the sweetest hospice nurse ever. Love her. Anyway, she talked about how she believes that as the body is moving toward its final death, that the the spirit, soul, whatever, is kind of in and out, in and out. Almost like, not sure, where are we going? What are we doing? You know, maybe not confusion, but just... I don't know. I don't know if it's like a, like a snap your fingers and, and
1: I don't, who knows? We
0: don't know. I mean, we We don't don't know,
1: know, but like when people are near death and they, I remember grandpa Morgan looking at a certain spot on the wall and smiling and just, it looked like he was recognizing somebody. Mm, Yeah. And he would recognize me. Mm -hmm. Like he wouldn't move for the whole day. And then I would walk in and I'd be like, hi, grandpa. And I would take his hand and he would open Mm. his eyes. And my parents were like, holy,
0: wow! he hasn't done. You you were his favorite. Oh, yeah. Mm.
1: But I felt like he was seeing people yeah i don't know like this is so woo woo and we'll never it is. prove we don't, it and there's no, no but, yeah, point right in like trying to figure it out
0: but it's interesting but it
1: is interesting it
0: is it is mm-hmm. yeah for sure um so yeah my dad took his last breath and then that was it and we all just kind of stood there mm. And it finally hit me, and I cried a little bit. It was just such a different... I don't know. It's it's hard to explain the difference between my mom dying and my dad.
1: And again, it's... Uh, well, also, you just went through it, and this was way... Yeah, in August. I mean, we're, we're yeah. only in January right now. This has yeah. not been a long time. And um, I imagine that as we go through our lives, I mean, my grandmother, who died at 96 lost everybody. She was the oldest person in the world. Oh God. And so how many times did she go through that process? Yeah. Were you just like, well, uh-huh. another one. And it wasn't ever like she wasn't ever callous or anything. She was sure. just like, well, and this is what has happened. And I've seen it over yeah. and over and over and yeah. over again. And you do, you learn how to you learn how to cope. It gets I, I mean not necessarily easier every time, but it it becomes a thing where you're like, and here we yeah, are. It's not the here, first time you've experienced to the death thing.
0: Right. Right. And
1: this happens and we all know it. And I, I think with,
0: with my dad too, um we all knew it was coming. He had been going downhill since my mom died. He had been miserable. So it it was um It needed to happen, you know, and again, my dad and I didn't have this, this fantastic relationship. It wasn't a bad relationship, but he's just not very, it wasn't a very deep relationship, I guess. Yeah. I know he loved me, would have done anything for me. Okay. Mm -hmm. Would never take that from him. He's just not, he's not a very emotionally deep person that you connect with on a, on a deep level. And for me, for me. Yeah. I think it was more the realization it hit me like, oh my God. Both of my parents are dead. I don't have parents. And that kind of pushed me over the edge to tears. I hadn't cried yet. It was so, yeah. And so I gave him a hug. I, um, I took his ring. My brothers already told me, they're like, you know, you've got mom's ring. You should have dad's ring too. Because I, I was wearing my mom's ring on a necklace. Can you guys hear this?
1: Oh, I want to see. I want to see? Come here. Yeah. So now
0: I've got my dad's ring on there too. Oh, that's so sweet. Dixie and Terry. So I took the ring off his finger and put it on my necklace. And uh, my brothers kind of said goodbye. And my brother Mark's oldest son was there. And my brother David wasn't there. The asshole one. But his oldest son was there.
1: Okay. Can we? We can. What the hell? Where was he? Like eight minutes away at work. What the fuck? There's so many things wrong with this guy. Were you guys telling him, like, dude, oh, dad is literally knew. seconds away from death"? Yes, because Mike, the doctor,
0: um, has, like, a legal responsibility because of some lawsuit we went through. It was ridiculous. Um, oh, huh. That's a whole other story. Yeah, we'll get to that later. But Mike will, would tell David, uh, you know, a hospice nurse says this, and David went and saw my dad the day before, but David knew. David knew that we all flew out there because dad's fixing the die, you know? But he didn't bother coming all day, knowing the hospice is coming in and out, knowing that dad is almost gone. Yeah. When my dad did die, we're all just kind of, you kind of freeze for a minute and you sort of take it in like that just happened. A few tears, everyone, you know, I gave my dad a kiss on the cheek. And, and by the way, when I got there, if I would have walked past my dad in any one of those rooms at Jamestown, I wouldn't have thought it was him. He looked nothing like he did when I saw him just before Christmas time.
1: Yeah. That it, soul it, that we were talking about, it's just at this point, it's like a yeah, glove. Yeah. And the, the living yeah. part is leaving. And so they look more like, like, here's the body. Yeah. It was but like but science, it's science, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right. Anyway. So Mike texted David, uh, dad died, you know, <laughs> David didn't reply. David didn't reply. David's son texted David. No reply. No reply. Then finally, David's son calls him. And was like, "Dad, grandpa died." David's like, "Oh, okay. I'll be right there." Forty-five minutes later, like,
1: dude, you fucking. You, how you. are you not having your? Okay, but listen. Okay, go ahead. He may be not into the dying process and doesn't know what to do with it. I'm no, not trying to provide. Dick. Exactly, I'm not trying to provide excuses for him mm-hmm. but that is a i mean for a normal feeling person that could be correct but no he just is so
0: focused on him mm-hmm. so many things mess up with that dude we we i mean i know that i've done a few scandal sessions about him those of you who are like what's a scandal session oh yeah well i have a podcast god how many episodes are there i don't know 20 something a lot um uh most of them were Mary and I, my ex-girlfriend, ex um co-host, and these are episodes where we would talk about things that are a little we like, go a little deeper mm-hmm. into things, that not necessarily something I just want like the entire public to hear for free. And you can access that by becoming a patron. I don't know if the new website is up at this point as I'm recording this. It should be. So I don't know. What I'm saying is I don't know. Okay. But you can <laughs> get access to those badass um kind of super secret podcast for $5 a month. Uh if you go to patreoncom lesbian. Anyway, just that's not a plug for my $5 a month, but if you want to hear more dirt, that's where you can find it. Anyway, David, asshole. I uh, again, there's so much to be said about this. I mean, it's horrible. I'm sorry. Uh, but let me tell you some of the weird ass shit. Aren't you kind of glad though that he wasn't there? Oh, we didn't want him to be there. No, because he would have he he you he doesn't do anything that doesn't make someone uncomfortable around him. Ew. It's just the way he works his life. He's either being a dick or being hella weird, and not weird in like a way where where you shouldn't say, oh, that person's weird. I don't know. Does that make sense? Like some people are weird, and it's like, well, you're just a weird person, and that's fine, whatever. Yeah, but, but this it's, is like it, what's weird fuck, with
1: intent, dude? kind of, or something. Yeah, but just,
0: uh, well, let me tell you my story. <laughs> <laughs> So Mike and Mark, oh God, there's so much. Okay, all right. Sorry, people. Yeah, I'm rambling. So we, Mark and Mike and I have dealt with David for the last three plus years since my parents got sick during COVID and had to move out of their home and go into a, a retirement living thing and their health started to fail. David has been nothing but problematic and horrible since then. Just, oh God, I could go on and on. We'll save that. But it has been so horrible that Mark and Mike and I, uh, Mark and I especially, because I, I had a rough upbringing with David in the house. He, he was physically abusive. He was emotionally abusive to me. It was just, it was really horrible. I'm so sorry. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, and he never grew up. He's still the same way. They often don't. They don't because he's a narcissist and I'll flat out yeah, say that. fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it has been hell trying to care for my parents with him, with David, causing problems at every turn. David lives about 10 minutes, eight minutes from where my parents lived. He works about eight minutes from where my parents were, the last home that they were in. And yet my dad, when he had his wits about him, did not give David one ounce of authority to make any decisions for his health, for my mom's health. Um, for money issues, they knew. Yeah, they knew, and that is
1: that is unusual because he's the oldest, right? Oldest son, oldest son, right nearby. That is unusual. So you know, there's some shit, right? Mm -hmm. If if my
0: dad's like, yeah, I would not trust David with my health. yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that, so that's just there's your your gauge there. Yeah. Uh, so he's just been problematic since go. And it's been so frustrating for all of us because David has done things to hurt my parents emotionally to, I mean, he's just been awful. So Mark, my brother, he, we're so stupid. Mark and I, part of our like trying to work through how much we hate dealing with David, we started writing haikus about David.
1: <laughs> <laughs> do you have one you can share? Do you remember? Oh
0: God, you know what I'm going to do? Okay. Oh, oh, I'll get, okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> We would write haikus and we would screenshot dumb shit that David would say. And I mean, it just became this thing that we would do because we're like, oh my God, he's fucking ridiculous. And my brothers don't swear, but David would push Mark so far that Mark snapped one time in him and said, David, I don't give a shit about you or your fucking meth whore wife. (gasps) (laughs) Oh Oh, Best day ever. And by the way, don't feel bad about for the wife. She's a she's a piece of shit too. Just so you know. Uh, Yeah. Okay. So she had it coming. Shit meets
1: shit, and they get together, and they get shittier. Isn't that fun? Yes. Cool.
0: So that's how far David will push. Um, The one thing that David called me. Well, he called me numerous things. Oh really? Oh God. He hates that his kids like me and talk to me. His kids don't want anything to do with him. Mm, well, because he's an asshole, yeah. he's a piece of shit. And so David would say that I was lying to his kids about him. I'm like, I don't talk to your kids about you, dude. you like, they're telling me what you've done. Turns you know? Out we don't. Yeah, it turns out I'd rather not talk about you at all. I'd rather yeah. you didn't exist. Mm-hmm. But he, he called me, um, what was it exactly? A, a, a fucking jealous, Home wrecking dike. <laughs>
1: what in the I'm hell like, are well, you? Well, dyke is true. Well, <laughs> <The rest, laughs> home wrecking. You, you don't understand what that means. What does that, that even mean? Like you, you, you have never wrecked anyone's
0: home. No, that would imply that I was what, like fucking his this wife? Fucking no, his meth that's wife. Weird. No. no. But that's what? not even the father, the okay, mother So tell son. me
1: again, so fucking fucking.
0: Jealous. Jealous. Oh, jealous. What? <laughs> what? Hello? Right. Fucking jealous. jealous homewrecking, Wrecking. which that's the, the wrong term for uh, yeah. yeah,
1: that that means that you're stepping out on. Okay. Yeah, which and no Dike.
0: Dike. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll wear that shit proud, the Dike yeah. part.
1: Hey, I'm a fucking Dike. Guess mm-hmm. what? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm uh,
0: hmm. So, yeah, <laughs> just so screenshots of that. I mean, there's. Oh, wow. You have no idea. There's so much oh, and buddy. so Mark has always joked about, we started this joke about we should make a coffee table book with all the haikus, right? (laughs) That would be hilarious. I mean, anything to like laugh through all this horrible shit we're dealing with with David. Yeah. And so he's like, I'm going to make a coffee table book. And we think it's all, ha ha, you're so funny. Oh,
1: (laughs) I fly
0: to or not fly. I drive with all my kids to Florida to Mike's house. For Christmas. Mark flew out with all of his family to Mike's house for Christmas. We flew David's kids out. Not David. Fuck you. <laughs> flew David's kids out so they could be with us mm-hmm. at Christmas. Mark presents Mike and I with the most professional, like hardback, glossy. There's probably like 60 pages. Shut up. Like pictures, quotes, He made a fucking coffee table book about the shit we've been through over the last three years. Our haikus are in there. The quotes, the screenshots with like the words bleeped out that David has said. He like he printed out like an award, like asshole award. It just so much stuff. Mark is. Hilarious! That was his way of coping yeah. with dealing with that dude. Uh-huh. Next time I come out, which is, I come out for the funeral in three weeks, I will bring yeah. the book and we will and look I at will it. And will meet him. Yes, you will meet someone who doesn't to know he has a, a published book. Big- Oh. Oh. Anyway. Okay. So we just went all down about David.
1: No, that's so good though. Like this is part of the process. It's part for of sure. the process. Like y'all needed to be all. So David's a douche, as uh-huh. per usual, mm-hmm, and dad mm-hmm. just died, and he can't bother to get there until forty-five minutes later. Yeah. And, yeah. And he has to be a big fucking.
0: Here's an example of David. This is what I was about to get to. Till I got distracted about the coffee table book. So. <laughs> David rolls in 45 minutes. Dad is dead. Hell of dead. Been dead. Probably starting to stiffen up. Dead, dead, dead. David comes in. Now, Mormons or ex-Mormons who are listening, you'll understand this. And I'll explain it to those of you who are not. David comes in. I just am like, hey, what's up? Like, I always at least acknowledge that he exists. Well, yeah. And he comes in and he looks at my dad. And then he looks at my brother, Mike, and it says, Mike, have you released dad yet? Release dad what? What are you talking <laughs> about? What does that even mean? <laughs> oh, you wouldn't even know. Okay, so have you ever heard of someone with, you know, the proper priesthood authority giving a blessing to someone, basically releases, releasing them from this life? It's someone who's like been in a coma or they're dying and they just kind of gives them permission like, You've served, you have know, well done, you, you're free to go sort of thing. But Return
1: you, home faithful, no, whatever. Good and faithful servant. Yes. It's
0: a whole like it's it's like a blessing of, you know, God loves you. He's ready
1: for you to come to him. And I give you permission to leave and go see God now. Yes. <laughs> Who are you? Yeah, oh and that's the thing. I know. That that and and here's the thing. Okay. That what
0: I've just explained is a legit thing that they do. I think it's weird and wonky in 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 voodoo magic. But it's an actual legit Mormon thing that you I do. I had no
1: idea. Oh, okay. Well, then
0: you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna get a taste for this
1: again. foam pod. <laughs> there you go.
0: <laughs> Write like, that shit down. What
1: about this? <laughs> um,
0: yeah. So it's basically when you, someone is dying, and it's just kind of a blessing of, I guess, comfort, and you've done a great job, and they're waiting for you on the other side. Blah blah blah.
1: Um, they you're- already do that by themselves. I I know. I know.
0: I'm just saying there is a legit Mormon thing that they do, but question though, real should, quick, yes. is David Mormon? That's a whole nother because he says fucking Dyke. He's a piece of shit, but he he plays the part for whoever he needs to play it for. Ew. I know he's a hypocrite. He's he's one Ew, of the worst kind. David. Kinds. Yeah, he's gross. Ew, Ew David. David. <laughs> anyway, so he asks Mike if Dad has been released, and Mike's like. Because, hello, dad's been dead. And, and, and Mike goes, we, we gave him like some blessings over the last few days. He's, you know, been. And David goes, But did you release him? And Mike's I'm like, I'm going to. Am, barf. Am, and, and Mike goes, What? And then David goes, I'm going to release dad. Oh,
1: are you, David? Really? <laughs> and David says, Mike, you said something
0: you're going to do. Oh. After this happened, Mark's like, Don't I need to make an appendix an appendix for the book, for the coffee table book. <laughs> we got a whole new chapter, man. <laughs> yeah. So Mike's like, and then David's like, Mike, Mark, would you like to join me in the circle? And Mike, and Mike goes, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> And Mark says, nothing. Nope. He looks at me and I'm like, I don't know what's going on.
1: And then Shelly walks up and goes, I'd like to do it. I'm like,
0: as long as we're all doing fake
1: shit, I'm in. <laughs> no, I, I Actually,
0: afterwards, I, sh- I, I was like, dude, I should have gone up there. Mark's like, you should have. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> so David God puts his ha- hands on my cold, dead dad's head. And we're sitting there like, what in the hell? And he says, by the power of the holy Mechizedek me- me- priest, which I hold.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I command you to be released from your body and return to blah 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 blah.
1: Command blah. you? <laughs> He's dead. I know bitch! I'm like, dude's dead, dead.
0: He's dead. Whatever was going on inside has already left. Like, you don't even know what you're doing. That the actual legit Mormon thing that they do you're doing it all wrong and fucked up. Like, yeah. and you feel like you have all this authority because he said, and Mike and Mark and I, like, we're not even bowing our heads for whatever prayer. We're just looking Bro. at other, our, our, like, <laughs> like, like, what? The, like, yeah. is this an exorcism? <laughs> like, what's happening? Damon's out! <laughs> they were laced. And that's what I mean. <laughs> Everything David does is cringy and weird. And like, what are you doing, dude? Do you, Where did you get this idea? So that happened. And then the uh, mortuary people got there, and they had to, like, you know, clean my dad up and whatever. So we all went out in the hall. Mike went down the hall to do something, and Mark was ignoring David. And I'm standing there, and David comes up to me. He's like, hey, Shelly, I just, I just want you to know that I released Mom, too.
1: <laughs> oh, David. Thanks so much. I, you know, I was worried about that. So
0: worried that that mom six feet under her her spirit's down yeah. there going, let
1: me out. Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad that you used your authority to send a dead person <laughs> to death. It, what? It's so the hell. I. This is David. In a nutshell. Like, what the fuck are you dude, doing, my dude? My dad would never do that. My dad, he's a priesthood holder. Well, it, but it's it, just but it's not a fake. thing. It's not a thing. He just made some shit up. He did make some like, shit up. Like if there like
0: if there if like my if David's bishop or whatever was in the room somehow he'd be he'd be like, Whoa,
1: what no, this is not a
0: thing. Okay, like, what are you that doing? Was you know a question
1: in my mind, I'm like, so is this actually because I can't it's, believe no, it's, not it's a thing. Actually. he no. just is like, okay, I'm a cult leader. Right now in this room. Or he doesn't know that it's not a thing. But he's such a narcissist. That he's like, that he I need to release dad. to release <laughs> dad. <death. laughs> what? Yeah. I know. I
0: know. Oh, God. Okay. And so so twofold on David's comment of coming to me and telling me that I really Hey, David, you know I'm not a Mormon anymore.
1: Yeah, so I don't so give I f- I don't
0: give a flying fuck what you think you did with mom. Yeah. You're so not impressing congratulations. me. Yeah.
1: Go ahead. You're, you're like- Take your right arm, <laughs> bend it at the elbow, this is reach one of those- behind your head. Yeah. And give yourself a big pat on the back. Good yeah. Good job, you.
0: This is one of those, uh, what, what do my kids say? Um, no, we- weird flex, bro, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I'm the last person you're going to impress with some weird quote unquote priesthood shit.
1: Don't worry, Shelly.
0: I released mom. Okay. I just like looked at him hmm. and then I didn't. I was like kind of turned, <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know what to do with this. It Was so weird. You're gross. <laughs> but having said that, that gave Mark and Mike and I so much content to laugh <laughs> and talk about. Like my brother Mark sitting in the bathroom at my aunt's house where we're staying.
1: huh
0: Mike! Mike! Mike's like, what? Mike, this poop won't come out. I need a blessing of release. <laughs> 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 They're so funny. I'm dying. I'm like, I got this. I got this. Mark's like, that's true. Your priest will work. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay,
1: oh, see. So sacrilege. These little cuties. So, I know. We, <laughs> Dude, is your brother David going to talk at the funeral? No. Oh, we won't allow it. Thank God. He
0: wasn't allowed to talk at my mom's funeral. we Because we're, we're
1: making the program.
0: We made the program for mom's funeral and specifically made sure David wasn't allowed to speak. But we had to let him do something or we were going to hear about it. Right. And so we decided, okay, we'll let him, like, say the, the, the prayer um, before they close the casket in with the oh, family, okay. right? So uh-huh. that's the least amount of people that can be, like, wigged out by the shit he does. His prayer, and Mike and Mark and I were talking about this too, damage control, we'll let David just say the prayer before they close the casket.
1: How can you fuck that up? Oh. <laughs> Oh, no. Because you're David,
0: and you can fuck everything Everything up. up. Okay, Yeah. But we figured it was the least amount of people in this, like, family-only portion of the funeral, right, before the actual funeral.
1: Ah, gotcha, gotcha. So it wasn't in front of the congregation. No, it was, like, um, at the viewing. viewing, Oh, at the viewing. Where the family
0: can come, and then you kind of tell everyone there, okay, only family now, and everyone else leaves, and then they do, like, the, the dedication or whatever, and that was when I got to... Um, like do the veil for my mom um, that would be two episodes the first funeral episode I think was when I talk about that if anyway. you're
1: a new listener you should probably go back about six I'm yeah. just saying. yeah Re- just
0: start at one start at one come on <laughs> yeah come on is it that hard are there that many episodes <laughs> you yeah. know do
1: your dishes and listen to
0: it <laughs> seriously anyway. so yeah the prayer again it's like okay David what did can't he say first he walks up there next to my mom who, who is dead okay <laughs>
1: And he... No, your dad. No, I'm talking about when we let oh, him when you let, pray oh, for my... Oh, right, right, right. right. Oh, yeah, sorry. No, the funeral wasn't. Sorry yeah. that. Okay. Good
0: you were asking, are you going to let David speak? We're like, fuck no. no. Let us tell you when, when he we just let him say a whole prayer.
1: whole prayer when we close the casket thing because he seemed to enjoy that. <laughs> oh, God, He what? enjoyed
0: so much that he walked up there and he had a tape recorder and he pushed record because he wanted oh. to hear himself. Okay. And he started out pretty well. But then all of a sudden he started switching from like praying to God to basically talking to my mom in prayer form. Like he's now praying to her, which I don't give a shit, but it's so not the right way to pray when you're Mormon and he's up there like pretending to be Mormon. So he's like, mom, we miss you so much. Like starts like talking to her in a prayer. It just was all like weird. Yeah. But at the very end, Instead of saying, in the name of Jesus Christ, amen, he goes, thank you. Thank you. He said thank you like six times. (gasps) And so Mike and Mark and I always say thank you, thank you to each other. Oh, (laughs) my God. No. Yeah. And as he's doing that, I know that I'm about to go up there next and put the veil, the whole veil thing with my mom and hug her and stuff because I'm the, the last person to say goodbye to her. And he's saying thank you, thank you, thank you like it's some weird shit. And I'm like, the
1: fuck! Like did, he's he, greeting the audience. Thanks, everybody. You've been great. Yeah, but in a prayer. No, he was saying he was so saying thank we, you to my mom. Yeah, I over guess, but I don't. It doesn't it's, feel that. It's, no, no,
0: no. But I guess if you feel like you need to re, to release dead people's <laughs> souls after their bodies have turned cold, you can do whatever the fuck you want.
1: Yeah. Before yeah. we close this, close this <laughs> lid. Let me. I'm gonna go home. ahead. <laughs> and say thank you six times while everyone's like, is he going to say it a seventh time? Guy. Any of you who are
0: listening, I know every culture (laughs) has their own tradition and maybe this stuff... And that's
1: great. That's great.
0: great. My point is the shit that David (laughs) did... (laughs)
1: was fucking weird. It's
0: not Mormon. And
1: everyone's going, uh.
0: Uh, I mean, Mormon (laughs) tradition is weird enough as it is, but when you have someone... who pretends or acts or thinks that he's like ultra-holy priesthood holder Mormon, and we all know he's a piece of shit. And he goes and does this weird... Yeah. It just makes for more coffee table books, if I'm <laughs> being honest.
1: <laughs> I have an idea for a coffee table book. I'm going to tell you about it later. Uh, have I already told you about it? I don't know. It's called I Sharded? Yes. Okay, cool. Yes, and that's mm-hmm. all we're going to do. That's all mm-hmm. I'm going to say. I got to get this patented. I've got to get a copyright. The, the I Sharded book? Um, the I Sharded book. Yeah. But no, this is... <laughs> I can't believe this, Shelly.
0: Yeah. And that's why, no, David will not be speaking. No. We still have to decide what to let him do so we don't get too much flack from him. I guess we're just going to have to let him do the freaking prayer again and
1: be... Yeah. And- I mean, he he was very thankful. <laughs>
0: Uh, And those of you who are listening who are like, oh, my God, (laughs) Shelly's dad just died. How can you laugh? This is how I deal with shit, people. Listen. (laughs) This is why my brother wrote a fucking coffee table book. (laughs) Yeah. Because that is how he deals with shit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just coping. It's cool. We're coping. Yeah. Again, like, Mm -hmm. it's gallows humor.
0: Absolutely. I mean,
1: and and you bet your sweet ass that hospice nurses and charge nurses, all the nurses, all the doctors, they're Mm -hmm. over there. You know, dealing with the thing and they've got gallows humor because if oh, they don't, have to. how the hell are they going to, you know, it's like mash, right? Yeah.
0: Yes. People are dying all the time. Mm-hmm. Like you have, you have to find, you have, you to, have make to, or you will be the next. Joke. Yeah. When, when the, um, uh, mortuary lady got there with a the big stretcher and stuff in the bag, whatever. Yeah. Oh. And she went in and zipped my dad up and came out. We were all in the hallway. And she came out and she's like, do you want to say goodbye to him? I'm like, no, no, keep him zipped. He's he's all good. (laughs) We have
1: said a lot of things. This was basically uh, an hour and a half ago at this point. Yes. We just, yeah, yeah, Yeah. let's go get, okay, I have a Mm -hmm. question for you, Shelley. Yeah, shoot. Okay, so there's going to be a viewing now. Back in the old days, when people would die, they would have a funeral immediately. They right. would have the body embalmed yeah. and it would be a thing. And it was like they used special amber lighting mm-hmm. to make this person look like they're asleep. How How is it that... Um, so I guess, I mean, I'm just assuming that...
0: Well, I know where you're going with this. My mom, we had to have her funeral a good three weeks, almost a month after she yeah, passed. Yeah, We just had to pay extra money for them to like keep her on ice and gotcha. keep her with embalmings. Yeah. They had to redo a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll be the same with my dad. Okay, just three weeks,
1: and because because um, that didn't used to be a thing. I don't No, think. and they don't
0: like that now either. They don't like it. They okay. would rather like you well, know let's let's do this this weekend, but mm-hmm. trying to get all of my kids and everyone you know get, getting everyone yeah. gathered when you're together scattered
1: all over the country like yeah. it, it turns out people can't just like all of a right.
0: sudden right right yeah. right so yeah my dad's will be 3 weeks later
1: that's kind of what i thought but i was like gosh you know i haven't i haven't thought about that yeah before i i haven't had that experience mm-hmm. they've either been cremated or the funeral has been really quick
0: they usually they usually do it um right after for sure After my dad passed, um, and of course they took him away, and then begins the work. We got to clean out his apartment. We, and by we, it's me and Mike and Mark, because David doesn't lift a fucking finger ever, Mm -hmm. he just complains. We have to go to all of the lawyers and figure out the, the trust, the estate, the insurance, the everything. We have to go to the funeral home and we've got to plan a funeral and we have to go to the huge ass storage unit. Kirsten, you remember the storage unit. Those of you listening who, oh my God, I still love you so much, who helped me move a million pounds of shit, not literal shit, but just random (laughs) shit from my parents' house into the storage unit. The storage unit is still there and it's still packed to the brim and so we had to start going through this stuff because we're like... Isn't there a piano in there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's so Girl. much stuff in there. There's okay. so much in there. Um, So we had to do that. We, I mean, it's just nonstop work. And so it's been wake up, start doing shit, right?
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. Go to bed, hard to sleep. There's so much to be done. Oh, gosh. It's so hard. It's to... a whole lifetime of stuff. and I, It's insane. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I I have been here since
0: Monday. I know I have not had one solid night's sleep. I am like delirious. I'm exhausted. I feel almost kind of bad because I don't think the true emotion has hit me yet. It hit me for, I don't know, maybe a minute when my dad took his last breath and it kind of mm-hmm. hit me that my parents are both gone. Mm-hmm. But like I see Mike and Mark, they'll tear up off and on throughout the day. And I just feel kind of cold. Uh, cold's not the word. I just feel removed, maybe. Maybe it's because I'm so exhausted. Maybe because kind of been there, done that. Maybe because this is like this is their dad, right? This uh-huh. the dad's sons, you know, and they're taking care of their dad. That's more of a connected thing. Yeah. Maybe I just connected more with my mom. Um, I don't know. They cried about my mom too. I don't know. I don't know what my deal is. I'm okay with it. I don't think I'm having a deal. I'm just like
1: I was going to say, like, don't worry. Like, you'll have your moment. And if you don't, that's okay. Yeah. My kiddo, when my late husband committed suicide. Oof. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Have you told people about that on the podcast at all
1: yet? Um, yeah, I think back in the day, maybe when I was a guest, uh, Mm -hmm. probably on our other podcasts that we had. Oh, that's right. Okay. Um, But... My kiddo was ten years old, mm-hmm. and everyone around was crying.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And later on, he admitted to me that he felt like he should have cried, mm. and he he wondered what was wrong with him. Oh, and I said, "Oh, buddy, nothing, nothing. It's okay. Yeah, everyone moves through a different. But everyone else was crying, and I'm like, Bud, it's okay." Yeah, you, there's you, nothing wrong with you. It's okay. You feel what you feel. And it doesn't mean yeah, if you're like not you feeling tears. about it. Yeah. It, yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I know, it, but it's weird, right? When, yeah. when you're, and it, with your dad, I remember you telling me back in the day that your dad was the doer. Yeah. Well, you are also the doer.
0: Mm. Thank you.
1: Yeah, you're right. It's like, okay, what are the you're tasks doing we need to complete? Things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so I re- you are able to be in that space, and that's yeah. good. I mean, it's it takes all of you, except yes. for David. who His, should
0: go. He should go release someone else from their body <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and help anyone that is experiencing anyone constipation. Needed, just, yeah, anyone <laughs> got some stuck? <laughs>
0: <Farts>. <laughs> you know, I I, re- I remember with my mom's funeral though. I didn't. I mean, I cried a little bit here and, and there, like after she died. But it wasn't until I went up to her casket and that was when I put the veil around her and it was just her and I when finally the entire emotion hit and I I ugly cried for like a solid three minutes in front of family and friends, like wailing that kind oh, of honey. So I don't know if when it, it, it doesn't matter. I just yeah, it was no... I just I noticed that I wasn't mm-hmm. feeling yeah. Emotional. Um
1: well and I think also that's probably been you coping with your relationship with your father. Yeah. Um, this whole time. So, you know, your mom was a tender, yeah, smooshy, cookie d- grandma. You're right. I never
0: felt protective of my dad. Mm-hmm. I always felt protective of my mom. Yeah. And I that maybe
1: me- So of course that's gonna make your heart just Yeah. Burst and cry. Yeah. And but with your dad, it's kind of just always been more formal. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. it It's, it's the relationship that he created with you.
0: Yeah. And it was fine. Yeah. It was fine for him. It was fine for me. And, and he that's loved you. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I think the saddest that I have felt so far is being sad that my children are sad. Yeah. That hurts my heart mm-hmm. um, because they're kids and. They, I I have seen my dad spiral into misery since my mom passed and my kids haven't seen that and I'm glad they haven't. Um, So as I watched my dad die, there was the sadness, but the sense of relief to kind of sort of counterbalance. My kids don't get that relief because they are remembering Grandpa. As fun grandpa who told all these crazy stories and always had like root beer popsicles, and you know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. So that memory of grandpa is now, wow, that person is gone. Yeah. Quick, short, funny story before we wrap up because it's getting getting long here. Um, (laughs) So Cassidy, my 10 year old, she's been to one funeral, and that was my mom's. Oh. And um, we partied for that funeral week we got an airbnb all the cousins, all the cousins. Yes. we like blinged out her casket yes. i gotta i mean it was just such a big fucking party it was everything it, everyone would ever we went to like escape rooms like we we just did it all it was oh like we are celebrating so grandma sweet. we ate german food it just did everything It was so fun yeah and so when i text my kids and i'm like just you know grandpa passed because i told him i'm going out to utah he's not doing blah blah, blah. yeah i text grandpa passed and Philip, of course, replies, "Rest in peace, Grandpa," because oh that's what Philip would say. <laughs> yeah. And then Cassie replies with a heart, and then she says, "Do we get to have a funeral? Do we get to have <laughs> a funeral?
1: <laughs> yes, you do, Cassie." I'm like, "What?"
0: And then I'm going, "Oh, I'm okay."
1: Hang out with my cousins. In her view, funeral was like, "Oh, you mean <laughs> like fucking
0: party, yeah. family reunion, like blow all of Grandpa's yeah, dance money, like and nobody's like nobody's <laughs>
1: watching, and like it's <laughs> the last all night, day on no Earth." Curve. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: And that was so cute, and I said yes, of course. And she's like, "Can I help plan it?" Oh yeah, (laughs) yes. You bet your you bet your your (laughs) non-existent (laughs) cities. She's
1: ten. I was gonna say, you bet your sweet little ass, Cassidy. (laughs) You little
0: anyway. That was funny to see in text. Yes, and that made and and that made me feel like you know what, Yeah. because. As a mom, you're always doubting your abilities to mom. Well, don't
1: even get me started.
0: Oh, I know. (gasps) So when I got that, my first reaction was like, "Oh God, she's so fucked up. She doesn't even understand that funerals are like sad." And then I go,
1: "No, that's no. This is amazing." Look yes. at us throwing down for a funeral. She's like, fuck yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. She's, I'm gonna hang out with my cousins. We're gonna celebrate grandpa. We're gonna party and we're gonna party and I
0: love it. That yeah. made me so happy because I know that I do things a lot differently raising kids than some people do. Um, and everything is that I notice is different, it's always a little bit like on the wacky side, and my my kids (laughs) have different views of things, like funerals, (laughs) for example. (laughs)
1: Yeah, for instance. But it's good. (laughs) It's
0: fucking awesome. And so, I I don't know, I just, you know, pat my damn self on the back. Yeah, there you go. My kids are ready to celebrate Grandpa, Link, Lincoln, my oldest. He, when I texted, him, he said, "Can I call you?" I'm like, "Oh, of course." Oh, and he yeah. called me. He just cried. Oh, he is my tender hearted pothead. Yeah. I adore that child. <laughs> I love him so hard. Well, yeah. But he's the oldest, so he would have had more memories with Grandpa. Yes, um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, how old is he? 24.
1: 24. Okay. Oh, same age as my kid. Oh, really? Yeah. Badass.
0: Well, I will be bringing all of them out, plus Lincoln's girlfriend, Caroline. And Gavin's girlfriend, Natalie. So there will be 10 of us coming out here for the funeral. Mm -hmm. Airbnb, all of the cousins. It's going to be a Johnson fucking party. Yes. Because that's what we do. And you know what's cool? Mm. Lots of things. But my dad was always like very serious. But all of the siblings, except for David, fuck him. (laughs) But all of the grandkids are just. Total, we are hilarious. The, I'm not we. They are hilarious. They're irreverent. They are funny. Like it's so great that they're all.
1: They're just they're just playful. Fun kids. They're, they're playful yes. Yeah, every you know from age ten they're to twenty-four, their arms and closing their eyes and being no. like, "Let's all be appropriate." <laughs> I know. No, they are so I not that, that way. And they're I, children.
0: I know, <sighs> and I love that they're all so excited to get together. So Me
1: too. in the name so of Jesus Christ, cute. amen. Oh, I know. I love it. <laughs> I mean,
0: thank you. I
1: mean, thank you. Thank you.
0: <laughs> thank you. I'm... See, now you're getting in on the jokes. <laughs> you jealous home wrecking dyke. <laughs> I'm getting a t-shirt. I told I told my nephew, Luke, like my I, I have four um uh nieces and nephews, whatever, who are still Mormon, and they are probably they might be the most irreverent ones, the one that the ones that I'm so fun to joke with. I'm like I need a t-shirt that says jealous, homeworking dyke. It looks like I'm on it.
1: <laughs> and then on the back, it's going to say, thank you. Thank, thank you.
0: Thank, thank you. Because oh that's gosh. as you
1: walk away. Yeah. Like, so you're a jealous, homeworking dyke.
0: Thank you. No,
1: there was another part of it though.
0: No, it was jealous. Oh, no. um, you're fucking jealous, homework. Oh, yeah. fuck you. Okay, well, yeah. okay. it. Okay. Yeah. So that. So that's on
1: the front and on the back as you walk away, it's going to say, thank you. Thank you. you.
0: Thank you. Six times. Six, six times. Six. Oh, I love it. Or
1: maybe seven. Just Whatever. it's a good number. Just to put a fine point on it. hmm Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: I was actually going to talk about my dad's passing and my uncle's funeral, but we had such a good time talking about my dead father that we will uh, we'll go into... We'll, we'll get into uncle's funeral for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll record after we eat some spaghetti. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. We got lots. We try to get recordings in when I'm out here in Utah. I mean, yeah. me and my girl Kirsten.
1: And it's so fun to do it face to face. I love it. It's yeah. way
0: better than remote recording. I love it. Anyway, um, I'm still working on how to wrap it up. I'm going to go ahead and say thank you to uh, Leave It In Dan. Dan, <laughs> thanks for leaving it in um, with... Shit, Dan, what's the name of your company? Uh, Provision Audio? Nope, Wait. try again. Uh,
1: Precision Audio? No, nope, Dan, it. it it's it's some kind of shit.
0: Dan, it. Extension. Ooh, Extension! Yeah.
1: Thank you, Dan, at Extension
0: Audio. Please leave all of that in. <laughs> We're
1: trying to remember the name. He's like, you dumb bitches. I
0: know. By the way, Dan at Extension Audio, Um, he has been so helpful to me uh, after you know the breakup of Mary and I and me going forward with the podcast in, in helping me figure out how to do this shit. Because let me tell you, bitches, it is not easy. There's a lot of room for error and I've made lots of them. And Dan has been so good with helping me um, figure some shit out. so Thanks for not leaving del- it in,
1: sweet Dan. Yeah, Aww. thanks
0: Dan for leaving it Aww. in. But yeah, Dan's awesome.
1: I guess there was no one else I need to thank, but you, Kirsten. Oh, thanks, thank man. You, no, dear thank sweetie. you, man. Okay, so I remember from the last time we're supposed to say, stay clear of cults. Because
0: they're no joke. They're no joke. No joke at all. And then we say, bye. Mm, bye. Bye-bye.